Welcome to the Love is Our Nature podcast, where we discuss all things ranging from love, relationships, authenticity, fulfillment, to lessons from plant medicine journeys, inner healing, and living your truth. I'm not your teacher. I'm only your fellow student. Occasionally, you also get to hear some of my own healing process and journey back to love. The point of the program? That you take away at least one actionable piece of knowledge that supports you in expanding whatever aspect of your life your heart most desires. My name is Cesar Rodriguez. I will be your host, and I am honored to have you here. Happy listening. Love is Our Nature podcast, episode five. I am so excited today to have one of my very best friends as my guest. And man, that's some good jam. So I could leave that on the whole time. <laughs> Does it make you want to freestyle? I wish I could freestyle. <laughs> I wish. So, <laughs> all right. So my guest today is a 20-year health and fitness expert. He's been featured on NBC and the Miami Herald. He is the owner of Empower Health Fitness and Performance, an online fitness bootcamp. He is also the developer of an upcoming fitness transformational program called Breaking Bad, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. So welcome, my very good friend, Dan Hickson. Welcome, my brother. <laughs> What's up, Caesar? What's going on? Happy What's going here, on? Man. So excited. Yes. So yeah, man, I'm excited to have you. You know, we were talking on the phone the other day and I'd been thinking about having you uh, on here just because you're somebody that I really admire when it comes to um, your discipline around your fitness. Like you make it look so easy. You're you're like the shape that I would dream of being, right? And you're like almost 10 years older than me, right? Not to put you out there, right? <laughs> but uh, everybody's always so surprised. <laughs> Everybody was like, oh, I thought he was like 28. What do you mean? <laughs> So, and you've talked to me about a few things around like the body and what you've learned. So I, I definitely want to have that conversation. And, and, and you suggested, you know what, there's, I want to learn more about like where you're at with this whole journey. So I said, well, let's hop on here. Let's do an episode and have the conversation on here. So that's kind of Thanks where we're at. We don't, Super oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. I'm excited that you're on here. I, I, uh, thank you for being a loyal listener up until now. <laughs> yeah. I love the feedback that, I'm a that big you've, fan. Yeah. <laughs> and here you are. I love the feedback that you've given me so far. And and yeah, we, we don't have much of a format for for this conversation other than than answering the questions like what is this healing journey all about and how how is it going? Right here I am through weeks in Costa Rica and then uh, allowing people to get to know you and get them to walk away with some nuggets for themselves when it comes to being empowered around not just their fitness, but with everything that matters to them in their life. Yeah. That's where we start, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. So, you know, like we, we were talking about what, like healing and you said something pretty like, for me, it was a little shocking to hear you say that. What is it that you said? Uh, huh, man, 
Now you're asking me to say this on air. <laughs> yeah, so so it's very interesting, right? Because even though I've gotten present to what I've gotten present to and I've seen what I've seen and I've had some very real experiences when it comes to learning about the stuff that I've seen has been unexplored for me, whether you want to call it my psyche, my emotional self or whatever the case may be. Like I, I really got connected to what's what's been there that I've that I've not taken care of in the past, and I set out to go take care of it, and mostly like get to know it. And for sure, I've had a real experience around what's there. There's this very logical part of me that kind of scoffs at the whole thing, like which is what I told you. Like, man, like what? Like sometimes this whole healing thing seems like bullshit. Right, like or or like stupid, you know all this. <laughs> a lot of people will be upset with you saying that. Right. I know, right? Like the inner child. My other guests, you know, what would they say? But uh, but but no, I've shared that with them too, and I actually asked them those hard questions. Like, um, you know, I asked Molly in episode three, like, what would you say to somebody that says something like, "Why don't you just"? you know, drop this whole healing thing and just go have fun, enjoy your life. You know, isn't that what life is about? And, and my last guest on episode four, Kavisha, who's a breathwork practitioner who specializes in inner child healing. I asked her like, you know, what's this whole inner, inner child thing all about? You know, I didn't, I always thought that was a concept up until my very last plant medicine ceremony where I saw a four-year-old version of myself <laughs> that right. was in pain. Uh, but but even still, you know, what would you say to people that say like, you know, there's no inner child anywhere, you know, like if I cut you open, I don't find an inner child there. Like you're a grown adult. What, why are you doing messing around with this inner child idea? Right. So, so yeah, that's, that's the answer you know, to your question, I guess. And it's, what's, what's interesting for me is like, okay, so I'm, I'm kind of more of a, like a physical kind mm-hmm. of person. Like I want to see it. I want to feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to measure it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, healing happens in the body, of course. You know, like when you get injured, yeah. your cells replicate and they restore themselves, you know, as long as the body is is in a proper environment to create that. But yeah. when you think, when you say things like that, like, oh, heal your inner child, I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> so I'm kind of with you on that. Like, you know, I'm more like a mechanistic kind of me- mentality, like very... Yeah. Um, but, but I, I, I'm always open to, you know, like what I don't know, you know, but we've both done landmark and, mm-hmm. and we're both well aware of, of our blind spots. And I know that for me, like there are things that I don't understand, you know? Yeah. So when people talk about healing in that sense, like energy healing and breath work healing, I'm like, okay, <laughs> right. <tell me> more. <laughs> yeah. I won't shut it out, but I'm. I'm very yeah. skeptical. Yeah, exactly. And and I've been around the same, like standing in this in a similar place where for me it's uh, thankfully I developed the, the humility to realize like okay, there's probably things that I don't know, <laughs> right? And and have kept like a a beginner's mind or a student's mind uh, around things, right? So I'll I'll give anything the time of day when I'm first learning about it. And sure, there's some things out there that I still that that I'll still question, even after I gave it that time of day. 
And then there's some things that after I do give them the time of day, I'm like, whoa, like, yeah, like this was, this is definitely something, <laughs> right? Like cacao ceremonies, for example, I've done a couple and, and I don't know what the deal is around cacao ceremonies, you know, um, other than, <laughs> other than that are like, yeah, it's, and it's very pure from, from the earth, you know, and it's probably, and, and I think for that, like, I'm still a student around that. I just don't, I actually haven't even looked into the properties of cacao a whole lot. So I, I, I don't know, but what, what else? Let so me, let me, can I ask you a question? Of course. That's what you're here for. You want to ask me, you want to ask me some questions? I, I will ask you a lot of questions. Okay. Like yeah. one, you know, and I wonder if people also wonder the same thing. Um, you know, how do we, how did we end up here? You know, like where, where, where did you, mm. first of all, like when you went into all this, you and I had a conversation back when, um, before you left to Costa Rica mm -hmm. about, this is kind of a very impromptu decision that you made. You just kind of yes. decided, you know what, this is something I want to do. And then you, um, you know, you left Landmark, which mm -hmm. we both used to lead for Landmark. Mm -hmm. um and you know and then you, you you've taken this path and a lot of it was based on on a lot of the things that you saw during a lot of the ceremonies you attended yeah you know and and you've just been following your intuition i think for the most part right something like that yeah you know even uh, hearing you say like following my intuition I, there's that very logical part of me that that scoffs at that like, like i don't have no uh i, I don't have a some some guiding spirits that i'm following like but but you get what i'm saying like there's always that constant tug of war and and yeah. the answer yeah the answer is yes i i have been following something i've been trusting something bigger than than my rationale bigger than my logic and and something that i have a hard time explaining but something that feels right what do you okay and do you you and you've been trusting it Mm -hmm. right so what do you call that what is that thing the thing that i'm trusting yeah jeez because it goes against your logic for the most part sounds like it. right totally totally that's a great question what do you call the thing that i've been trusting um <laughs> such a such a great question because because i feel like we're getting into names like into labeling things right like I could label it something, right? And and, and I think that you know I, I I know quite a few people in the spiritual community that I've met in the past few years, and and I know they also talk about trusting something or like receiving some guidance. And and I've heard all kinds of different names or labels for for the, for this thing. And I think it's the same thing, right? Some people call call it the higher self. Some people call it the universe. Some people call it God. Some people call it the soul. Some people call it my uh, ascended masters right? or my spiritual teachers. Right. So if you so ask me, which, which, which one am I trusting? I don't know. It's, it's one of those, one of the above or all of the above. <laughs> Can I leave it at that? <laughs> um, you mentioned the last ceremony, um, and I did share in episode three at towards the end 
how this started for me, but what I didn't share is exactly what I saw towards towards the end. I think I shared with Molly that I, I saw this four-year-old version of myself that was totally unattended to. And even though through my the work that we did at Landmark, I understood what happened when I was four and what decisions I made, like what qualities I took on, like the cautiousness, the lack of being vulnerable, lack of sharing my feelings. Like I understood all that. Right. And then I even had breakthroughs around it. Right. Like I created results that in the past I wouldn't have, like sharing myself and telling a girl I like her or that I want to take her out with zero evidence that I like her. So I went into that. Uh, and I, and I, and I shared how I shared with Molly how, like, the, even though I understood all that, that, that four year old was still in pain and how I saw that. Okay. Wait. Yes. That's great. So what do you mean that four-year-old is still in pain? What does that even yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. What four-year-old? Well, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm a total novice at all this, right? And for, well, You know, when you speak about it, it sounds like very definitive. Yeah. When I say like it. Like the four-year-old four is like, it sounded very solid. Right. Right, I can only speak I, from my experience, right? So I saw. So where, a where is this four-year-old, and where is the pain? The interesting thing is, if you if you talk to quantum quantum physicists or shamans, like they'll tell you how um, everything exists at the same time. The everything that for us we interpret as the past, and everything that for us we interpret as the future, it's actually. It's actually here right now. It's like there's all these planes of existence, infinite um, possibilities. Yeah, and the possibilities don't or just probabilities. Mean the yeah, right. So from that st- viewpoint, the four-year-old still exists now, and 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 that you could look at it from there. The other place you could look at it from that I think you'll appreciate more because I also appreciate it more because it makes more sense to the logical mind is that our, our bodies remember like our cells are intelligent and, and these, mem- these memories, painful memories of things that happened to us when we were younger get recorded into our bodies. And you talk to some of our good friends that practice traditional Chinese medicine They'll explain to you also how in acupuncture, like and and, uh, and in traditional Chinese medicine, you learn that there that certain body organs carry different emotions that you've been hanging on to, right? Whether right. it's guilt, shame, resentment, anger, uh, all that, right? Like you you're harboring. In in uh, my world, uh-huh. that the way that, that that translates is that you have your brain, depending on what the stimulus is. It releases, it releases neural peptides yep. that communicate to the hypothalamus or the pituitary gland. And those, mm-hmm. those neural peptides trigger neurotransmitters to go down your central nervous system and trigger responses within certain organs, right? So you have yeah. like adrenaline or cortisol and, yeah. and several, in different combinations. So kind of like, it's like what you're saying. 
And then those patterns actually get routed to become efficient. Right. So I, that I get. That exactly. But, but even the thing you said about like how we exist in different planes, because I've been, I've been kind of flirting and I've been dab, I've been dating, I've been dating quantum <laughs> physics. Uh-huh. Like we're not serious. We just, we went on a few <laughs> dates and, yep. uh, you know, and I've, I've got to know her a little bit. And one yeah. of the things I learned about her is that she says that there are infinite possibilities. So like mm-hmm. you can say that you can exist at the same time as your four-year-old self. Like, yeah. like I kind of understand that because, yeah. you know, you know, me and quantum physics. Yeah. And I've had experiences where I'm in, in a plant medicine ceremony and, and there's times where I'm, where I'm there like laying down on the ground and I'm seeing like a stack of timelines and I'm like, wow, like there's all these different timelines for the very next moment than this moment. And I could step into any of these. Wow. That's so, so cool. cool. Yeah. It's, it's been quite interesting. All right. So going like the back movie to interstellar. Stuff, now, now, now I think I'm starting to get it. Okay. Now I think getting? I'm starting to get it. The thing about the healing. So I actually looked up the word heal, um, healing mm-hmm. in the dictionary because yeah. I wanted to get a clear definition, right? When people talk about what healing. What they... Okay, so it says the noun is the act or process of making or becoming whole, sound or well, mm. or the means of making whole, curing, curative, restorative, soothing. So that's, that's perfect. That sounds about accurate, right? Yeah, that's what healing is. I mean, for me, I mean, that definition captures it perfectly, right? Where healing is just going back to having the experience, not just the understanding, right? Because understand, it's easy for us to understand that we're whole and complete and perfect and we're not lacking anything. Right? Or there's nothing we need to get rid of. Like, it's it's easy to understand that at the level of concept. However, at the level of experience, like experiential, like at an existential level, getting to whole and complete, I think, takes a little bit more than what it takes to understand it. Right. So I think that's what healing is: is getting to the point where, in in our experience, we're whole and complete there's nothing that i'm missing that i need to go find somebody to give me so that i can be validated or my existence justified does that make sense so when we talk about the other forms of healing like like the sound healing and Mm -hmm. breath work you know i mean i don't understand that i'm not familiar with it and but how do you how how do you see your what you're up to um, cause I think, I think you definitely have, you know, I've known you, I've, we've been in, we've coached programs together and a lot of the programs that we coach require people to really deal with their past, you know, and, um, and you've done a lot of heavy work with people. So I think you're, you are in a position to be able to bring that. Um, and honestly, I, to me, you're one of the most intuitive people I've, I know. Really, when it comes to like really being with people and like seeing what's what's underneath, mm. you definitely have uh, a knack for that. Um, so, 
when we talked about healing and when you said earlier about like how it's kind of like ridiculous, you know, I was, I was wondering, I'm like, what part of that was the, the part that, that felt ridiculous to you? Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was me speaking from, from, from like the ego, right? Like the, again, because I'm a, I'm a novice at, at this whole world of healing there there's times that that is what's there for me that your your question is what part of 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 this this whole healing thing is ridiculous and 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 what i was sharing at that moment was that the whole thing kind of seems ridiculous like like where like caesar where where are you trying to get to like like why not Mm. just why not just go make the best of life like what 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 is there to pursue right because it's so easy to lose sight of it see because the whole thing is abstract the whole thing's abstract so sometimes it's easy to just pretend that it's not there which i think is what most of us do (laughs) i think most of us just pretend pretend that we are not hurt pretend that we are not resentful I'll pretend that we are not resigned right Res- resigned about whatever and we create a life that that is a seemingly great life right i mean shit i i definitely have a great life right my relationship with my family is better than it's ever been my business is better than it's ever been i have team members now that we're in a position to scale the business and um so yeah i it's almost like it could have very easily just continued that way and i even had some pretty great relationships with partners you know there's relationships that i had that like like we could have just been like all right cool let's let's have children you know <laughs> and let's raise them and and it'll be a great life but it's it's funny i think the one thing that has remained that has cool, that I want to know. You can tell me later. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely yeah. want to know. <laughs> the the thing that's always been there for me pretty consistently, and I think this is kind of like a double-edged sword, right? It's both a strength, perhaps a weakness, is this tug towards extraordinary, right? This tug towards like, no, there's, there's more available. Uh, not like pursuing some carrot on the donkey like getting to a certain point of success that's out there somewhere that we're probably never going to reach no more just like having this be heaven on earth you know does that make any sense well when we did when we had that conversation yesterday on the phone and we talked about you were like you were sitting on the beach right Mm. And it's just like you're just hanging out with this random, random dude. Chris. <laughs> he offers you a beer and he's like, hey, you know, yeah, and yeah. how you Yeah, I saw like, he has starting a fire and I'm like, oh snap, yeah. a fire, you know, like like a third of a mile down, and I grab a stick and I'm like, hey, I got a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it that he's I think it was either you or he said, like, you know, if he said, if I'm gonna be miserable. Or if broke. I'm gonna be poor, or he said yeah, something he like, said, he said, if I'm gonna be broke, I might as well be broke somewhere beautiful. 
Yeah. And he was in such great spirits. You know, we, we got the fire going. We're drinking beers. We sit, look at the sky. We could see the stars at that point. And he's like, doesn't suck to be us, dude. Doesn't suck to be us. And I'm like, no, not at all. You know, so I, you know, what you're saying, I think, um, you know, I, I get it here. I'm, I'm here, right? We're in the States right now. I'm, I'm in Miami mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I wake up and I mean, I have intentions, right? I have things that I want to accomplish every day. You know, mm-hmm. I have goals, I have money that I want to make. I want, I have results I want to produce for clients. You know, I have stuff I want to, um, be able to provide for my daughter. And, um, but I, I, I think sometimes I forget that like, I'm, that's not what life is, mm. you know? So what is life? And, um, you know, I, I, I really believe that it's just, it's just being present. Mm. Like life is happening right now. And, and I, and sometimes where I'm, where I'm, where I am is I'm like 25 minutes, an hour, two days away from now, mm. trying to live that life versus the one I have right here, right now, you know? And, and it's like, yes, of course I got to take care of stuff. You know, I got like, I have my, my responsibilities and my obligations. Um, but I don't, and I, I find myself not enjoying what I'm doing because I'm not present because I'm just trying to get things done to get to the next carrot. Like you were saying. Yeah. Um, so I think my experience is like sometimes lost with my, my, uh, I guess my whole, I, I don't know what you'd call that. It's my, my like, not it's maybe it's a fear. Maybe. Um, but it's it's like this this compensation almost mm-hmm. like things are are th- things aren't supposed to be this way so i got to keep going keep going mm-hmm. keep going you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and really things you know like we learned things are what they are right and and they're not what they're not and and we can be we can be happy yeah with just what it is but i think my you know, I, I, that's, it's a very hard thing to, to try to remember. I don't know how that's, I got into this conversation. No, this we'll is started this off is with perfect. healing, but no, it's th- like, th- this is perfect. Cause we're addressing what us human beings, us, us human beings make life about. Right. And, and it's probably the most worthwhile conversation. And, and like, I think humans can have, um, because yeah, we, especially in the Western world, we we get conditioned to have life be about getting somewhere, right? And then before we know it, we miss life. Yeah. Right? Um, I forgot which was the there was some some guru online that says like if you watch people die, you know, it's like the very last five seconds right before they died is like they finally understood what life was about, you know. And he's like, huh, like this they go, <laughs> you know, when they, when it finally hits them, like. Wow, they wasted their life like in the doing of stuff. Yeah. Trying to get somewhere and do something and achieve something and and then they missed it. Right? And what a sad way to go. To I know. to have missed life, right? 
So, and this is what Eckhart Tolle talks about, you know, I'm listening to the power of now, now. <laughs> and um, I was familiar with his work, but I, I just never really read his books and, and, and his knowledge. I mean, the concept that he talks about in that book is quite spread in many different other places. You know, it's not the only place where you'll find it, where he talks about presence. He talks about being, right? Um, and he talked about how he was suicidal um, and he couldn't live with himself anymore. He's like, I just can't live with myself. And then he's like, wait a second. Like, who, who is the I that can't live with myself, right? Like, there must be somebody else, right? And like in that moment, he like had this experience of separation and like, mm -hmm. and he got that, that, that voice was not him, right? It was the ego. And, and then he went on to have this experience of bliss, right? So he had a pretty powerful experience, right? And that might be what people call enlightenment. I think it's also oftentimes what's, what we refer to as, as transformation, when, when you realize that none of all that chatter and none of all, like all your thoughts, worries, concerns, like none of that is who you are. That's so it right there. Yeah. And, and then he goes on to talk about how for the, for, for two years, for the next two years, he sat in a park bench two years straight every day. And he was in a constant state of bliss. Like he didn't have to be skydiving. He didn't have to, be eating caviar and lobster like no he he was just sitting on a park bench in constant bliss until eventually he went on and started doing something else teaching people so it, it takes me back to you know i got present to something when you were sharing yourself and to, to what it is like what so then what's the drive right like why don't we just all go and be present why don't i just go and hang out with chris by the fire at the beach all day for like the rest of life and, and, and it could go that way. And here's the cool thing. There's no right or wrong <laughs> way to go, right? Like th there's, there's no right or wrong way. It could go that way and it, and it would be, and it would be great. What I was there for me, and this is where, what I've really been developing a lot of respect for is that every single person's journey to call it that I keep using that word and that's just what I'm going to call it for sake of simplicity like every everyone's journey is is different and i think it would really serve people to just get in tune with themselves and and find like what what is like what is their truth like what is their passion like what what do you want to create in this life so i think the thing that has me take on this healing journey now that we're thinking about it a little bit deeper is that sure it's unnecessary. You know, I can, I can spend the rest of my days like playing with my nephews. There's probably nothing I enjoy more than playing with my nephews and then having poker night with you and the guys. I mean, we've talked plenty about how epic those nights are you know? yeah. and we could be in, in relationships that are nice. You know, we, have great sex we could eat great food however what i'm seeing the thing that keeps me going is um is that what is what is in the back of the my, my mind for me so that sooner or later kind of pokes at me is hey what about others
Wow. Wow. So got that. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't until, um, till I heard Teal Swan, I never heard about this concept and I haven't, I don't know much of her content, but this woman named Teal Swan has, she's, she's got quite a presence on YouTube. She, she talks about how like a lot of the masters now say like how the moment you reach enlightenment, you realize you're not enlightened because if you think about enlightenment, sometimes it's also referred to as unity consciousness. You get that you're all of it. And, and when you're all of it and it's all perfect, whole and complete, like the moment you arrive there because you're in the experience of being all of it. And the person down there is totally miserable and suffering or starving or whatever. In that moment, you're not enlightened anymore because if you're that person and that person is suffering, which is the opposite of enlightenment, then you're not so enlightened, are you? Mm. So, you know, I was going to say earlier, yeah. And to, to the point of a lot of these, like, celebrities, um, you know, billionaires, millionaires, that, I, that they all, after, after a certain amount of money, what they most of them will do is they'll go into philanthropy. Because mm -hmm. I think at a, at a certain point, when, when survival is not an issue anymore, Mm -hmm. You know, when I, I think that's what most of us shouldn't speak for all of us, but I can say for myself, it kind of turns into when it, you know, I, I wake up, I, I obviously love what I do, you know, and I get, I got, I got a lot of fulfillment from making a difference for people, mm -hmm. but there's also that aspect that I have bills to pay and things to take care of. Like if money wasn't an issue for me, um, I would be definitely, I would be trying to do as much as I can for people. Mm -hmm. I think fundamentally we all have that desire to want to make a difference, but we're so caught up in our own survival that it's just, we don't have the space to even see right. it. So I appreciate what you're doing. You're kind of going and going around the, the normal way of doing things. I, I would say that's, that's enlightened because <laughs> Because you're already trying to do something that's going to make a difference for people. Like you're, you're already trying to do something. You know, you left, you left the, the life that we have here. It's just like the going out and, the, you know, like busy work and trying to do business. And like you're still doing your business, but you're doing it with the intention of creating more space and more resources for you to do what it is that you really want. And um, right. I get that. I appreciate what you're saying. And, and I think even business, right? Like now you brought up business. The, um, I think most people um, in our Western society, if you ask them, like, hey, if you didn't have to worry about money anymore, like if you had all the money in the world, like would you go to work the next day? Right? I think most people would say no. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. If you don't like what you do, for sure. Right. <laughs> I mean, shoot, I personally, I, if I had all the money in the world, I, I wouldn't continue doing my marketing business, you know, like for what? Mm -hmm. um, and that's also part of what I'm at work on right now is, is creating something that if money were no object, I would, 
I would still do it. It's kind of like like this for me. You know, here we wow. are. It's That's Sunday great. night. Yeah. You know, it's Sunday night. You and I could be doing many other things. And and here we are both excited about having this conversation, about sharing it with people, you know. So yeah. that I think we're in a very interesting transition period in the world right now where we are transitioning into a whole new way of life, a whole new energy, for lack of a better word, that's going to have the world go around. Right now, money makes the world go around. Everybody's got to pay their bills. They got to pay rent, right? They need a place to live. They got to buy food. So so right now, that's kind of the main thing that makes the world go around. There's no way around it, at least for the majority. And I think that we're in a transition period where, where that's going to be changing, where we have to make room for that aspect because, you know, that's the world we were born into. We were born into a world where we needed diapers bought for us. You know, we needed to buy formula for the baby, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't just fall from the sky. So that that's just another interesting point that most of us are doing something that if we had a choice, we would not do it. And, and yeah, I think that the only way to really support people with this is to lead by example. Because I think it would be really cool to live in a world where everybody's fulfilled. Can you imagine like everybody is doing what they love? Yeah, we wouldn't have any wars or anything like that. For right. Sure. Everybody's happy. So yeah, that's also like what I'm out to, to, to discover for myself is like, what would it look like to be able to lead by example for people? that whatever trauma they have they can they can actually take on whatever pathway i discover is available for them they can take that on to for them to experience themselves as being whole and complete same thing with same thing with work and vocation you know you might not like what you do right now and maybe that's fine that if you do that for a little bit longer but you can also create a life where you're totally lit up about what you're doing yeah you know it's funny you you and i Mm -hmm. i didn't realize how i mean i kind of did but i i didn't at the same time now that we're having this conversation so like you know for those of you who don't know me um what i do is i provide fitness programs online for people and and there's i have a, a gym that i also have live classes at and you know, and that's kind of what I've been doing. And people come here, they do their workouts, you know, helps them feel better about themselves, be healthier, get in shape. But there's, there's, there's always been something for me that's been missing. Mm-hmm. And um, in regards to what the, the kind of difference that I would like to make with what I do. And I, and, you know, there's a, there's a statistic um, because the majority of the clients that I get are, are weight loss clients, like people that are trying to lose weight. Um, that typically any, any, you, you, if you can have anybody, like you, you get like 500,000 people trying to lose weight, maybe 5 million, right? Every year. And out of those mm-hmm. 5 million, only 5% actually are, have an effective weight loss, which would be 10% of your total weight. And that's, that's in the first year. And after three years, that number goes down to three. And after five years, that number goes down to one. Wow. So in actuality, the people that actually lose weight and maintain it is only really 1% of the people that actually try to do it. Mm. And, and, and I, I, I live in a world that 
people don't know that statistic, you know, and I keep providing the same, the same um, solution mm. to a problem that doesn't work. Like I put a bandaid on a dam. So you provide that, the vehicle that falls into that same statistic. Yeah. You know, gotcha. so people come and they exercise. And, and for me, like, it's, it's been really difficult to do that because I realized mm. that like, I'm what I, I what ultimately I want is I want to make a difference. And although I yeah. do make a difference in the short term, it hasn't been the kind of difference that like really impacts people. Right. Which is like, you know, and this year, I'm mean, actually last year, um, I, 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 you know, I had to revisit that, you know, and I developed this program that's going to be coming out, which is called breaking bad, breaking the habit of being yourself, plug, plug. And, um, you know, that, that program was built on the premise that in order for people to have a lasting result, they have to break the habit of being who they are. And part of the, the typical weight loss journey for most people is doing the same thing that they've done in the past that only worked for so long. And mm -hmm. they'll keep coming back to doing it over again. So I guess my, my whole point is, um, is that like, like you, you know, you want to, you want to take people and, and heal their traumas. Like I want to break people out of their, their, their prison of who they think they are for themselves and unleash something that they're not even, they don't even know exists inside of them. Mm -hmm. You know, and one of those, the, one of the ways that I've been experimenting with myself and, and Cesar, you, you know, this, cause I've been talking about it a lot is like the cold shower thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So I started taking cold showers. Um, and that, that whole thing came up because I just, I felt kind of stuck. Um, and this happened maybe already, this is, it's already been probably two months that I've been mm -hmm. doing this, but I felt stuck and I needed something to really shift me. So I just decided to start taking cold showers and mm. that little step alone has, has me dealing with things that I didn't even know I wasn't dealing with, like procrastination, confronting fear, um, dealing with discomfort and being comfortable with being uncomfortable, like really uncomfortable. And, and also really understanding how much I can deal with, how much stress I can handle. And, um, and that's been just a simple thing like that has been so life altering for me, you know, right, and so, I think that, uh, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm done. Thanks. Okay. No, what I was going to say is that I, I think that's so brilliant because I heard this interview, somebody interviewed a shaman, uh, a woman who's been a shaman for 40 years and, and she's very established in the community. And she spoke about how, like the beauty of ceremony the gift of ceremony, the blessing the ceremony is. And she, and she says that ceremony is her passion. And she says, anything can be a ceremony. You know, she says, you can walk outside, pick up a stick from the ground, break that stick and have that symbolize for you breaking the ties between you and somebody with whom the relationship doesn't work. So your cold shower, that's a ceremony. Yeah. That's, right? that's called, I call it the rebirth. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like I, I, I die. <laughs> there you go. No, what and I love about that. Yeah. What, what I love about that is, is that you're, you're having it be in service of something. You're not just mm -hmm. going randomly into the cold shower because, because you like it or because you got bored of the hot water. <laughs> like, no, no you're, you're, you're doing it with a commitment of, of breaking the barriers like of your limitations, mm -hmm. and stepping into the boundlessness of what's possible.
right? And and by the way, I love that you shared that with me before I came down here because I've been taking cold showers now for 21 days, <laughs> with, not by choice. <laughs> I just get to get take cold showers, and if it wasn't for you creating that context around cold showers for me, I I don't know how I would have done it. I would have probably like just changed Airbnb or something, or maybe not. But yeah, that that is so cool. You know, I think that's something that people can take advantage of for themselves is, you know, create to create a ceremony for yourself. Like what could you do in your physical space to have that be symbolic of something that you're passionate about that you want to create for yourself in your life. So, so that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really cool. (laughs) Like it's super cold, (laughs) you know, and, and, and now that you got into what your fitness and what you do, which, by the way, I relate to what you said, right? You're like, you know, I've been sure I've been making a difference, but not the difference, right? It's the same for me. Where right now, I I help local business owners, mostly dentists, get more patients from the internet, and and I and I realize the difference that that makes for them, right? For those dent for those dentists, those business those business owners, and and how they get to employ men and women, and they get to put food in their on the tables for their families. And, and I think that's all awesome. But for me also, it's, it's been like, all right, but that's not the difference. I think that's great, but I think there's more we could do. So one thing I've been incorporating in my business that I will eventually train other businesses to also take on for themselves is a community impact program. And it's not anything very innovative perhaps, but, but, but yeah, like what if every, Every company with a profit of their, I'm uh, sorry, a percentage of their profits, they put it back into some some uh, community project that would make life better for people in, in the community or people in the world. So, like with us, we donate a portion of our profits to Operation Smile since we work with Dennis and and they, this organization does really great work with kids in underdeveloped countries. Uh, around cleft lip and cleft palate, right? It provides reconstructive surgeries for them so they can properly feed and all that. So that's, if it weren't for that, my, I mean, not only, it's not even a, a doubt or a question. I, I've, I've been there. Like I would have no motivation for, for building my, my company. And something that you said earlier also reminded me of this. Like it, it kind of took me back to, the title of of this podcast at the end of the day love is our nature so that's what we don't settle i think you and i don't settle because there's something in us which is also in everyone perhaps that really wants others to be well off and sure we got our egos that sometimes don't care and don't care at all about that but i think there's this part that perhaps is even stronger because I would assert it's in our essence of who we are that wants to take care of other people. You want to make that difference. I think that's at the end of the day what people want to do is they want to know that they made a difference for somebody else. They like that that's how we get to have the experience that life mattered. You know, we came here and and we made a contribution. So where do we go from there? Oh, I was what I was saying was that, and maybe this—I don't know if this resonates for other people, 
but this is something that's been there for me is that whole thing about, you know, that you said love is our nature, right? And ultimately what we want to do is we want to be there for other people. And then when we, when we're not that, which I, oh, here we go. We're full circle now. Mm-hmm. I think what's there when we're not that we're not, we're not being our nature is the trauma the trauma that we are trying to protect ourselves from being hurt or being um, abandoned. And, you know, and I, I see this with my clients too, which is kind of interesting because it, it shows up physically with people in certain ways too. But I think when you're, when you don't feel like you're enough, you don't, you don't put yourself out there. You don't have you don't have it in you to want to make a difference because you don't have it within yourself or you don't you, maybe you don't have you do you just don't see it yeah because you got your own little stuff going on and I think I think what you're up to is probably one of the most impactful things because it gives people the opportunity to let go of that limitation that keeps them from being the ones that can actually make a difference for people yeah you know and and, and go, which is healing which means that you're bringing people to being being whole again. Right. And if you're whole again, you can you know you don't want to see another person not be that. Exactly. That that's what I think what we all have in common, you know. I have looked at this quite a bit. I mean, I again I have such a logical mind, you know, that I always want to rationalize everything. So, when it comes to these big questions, right, when um you know, and I have a very good friend also that I would talk about these things, and and he and he asserted like that that at the at the core of it, there's just nothing, right? Like there's just meaninglessness, and everything else is just meaning that we add. And, and I started kind of having a counter argument to that because I'm like, well. With human beings, right? Like, so are we innately good or bad, you know, or like good or evil, right? And I think that's a tough question, right? Because people will say like, oh, you know, like if you put food there, like people, like babies will fight for it. Like they'll want to want to eat it, right? And But I think we also have obviously like our reptilian brain, right? Like we are going to have like animalistic sense of survival and sure. But I think we evolve and we transcend right like um there's I, I i definitely can't say it off the top of my head but like the some in the east they talk about like the different levels of consciousness that we transcend into uh and sure like when you talk about survival you're talking about like the very base one but what i would say to my friend is i don't know that i know a person that i've ever ran across somebody that if if they were to have all the food that they could eat right in front of them, like there's a self refilling plate, like a buffet, right. Where like you're just eating and like, you're so full and it's your favorite food. And like, you're eating like crazy. Now you're like extremely full and there's somebody next to you who's starving and you're allowed to hand it over. Not like a typical buffet restaurant where you're not allowed to like, if you, let's say you could, I don't know anybody that wouldn't be like, yo, here's, uh, you know, here's a piece of chicken. <laughs> you know, like, um, well, 
Let me ask you this. What if you would lose the plate and you would never have it back again? If what? Let's say it's you have somebody that's starving, right? Uh-huh. You can you can give your plate to them. You fill yourself up, you get your fill. But once you give them the plate, you 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 will never have it back again. Well, now you're changing my example. It's a whole different game. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, what the, the I think what we illustrate though is that if we really were if we're really by nature or evil, we would take joy in seeing that person starve. Right. So, so yeah, the, your your example yeah. takes it back to survival. Like, oh, if I give them the plate, then like I lose the benefit, right? And depending on, you know, your upbringing or whatever, like you'll you'll make decisions. You know, you don't see a, an old lady trip in front of you, and or or you or anybody. I don't think like watch you watch her trip and and you laugh like, oh my god, that lady ate it. You know, I hope she broke something. <laughs> you know, like who does that? Nobody does that. So. Some people laugh though. Sure. And maybe you make sure she's okay first. Maybe it was really funny the way she laughed. Like, look, and that's me. I have my mom will tell you. I have, I'm sure my mom's watching this. She's so far, she's my number one fan in the podcast. Love you, Bob. My my mom has always called me out on my sense of humor. I'm the guy that when you're at the movies and watching like a scary movie or something, which I don't really watch anymore, and somebody would like run into the forest because they're running from the killer and they trip into, and they fall into a well, <laughs> you know, the person falls into the well, you know, where all the zombies are. I start laughing. I'm like, what's the chances that you fall into the well? So I have like some weird radar for, for laughter, but that's a movie. So, so sure. There, there's going to be some laughter and there. Somebody falls in a way that it was really funny, but there's going to be that side of you that is really going to look out and like, if that person's okay. Yeah. Why I'm talking about all this, because that's what it takes me back to the whole theme of this podcast and, and this whole message that something that I saw for myself, which inspired me to create all this three and a half years ago when, when I had a very intimate experience with, with reality first with my body, my body was part of this 3d world. And I saw the same material to call it that in the trees on the grass, on the soil, and the air, everything was made of the same thing. And and I saw that if we were to cut this dimension open and we're able to look inside of it with the right tools, then we could see that the building blocks of of this reality is love. I guess what we're all made of. That's what everything in this reality is made of. That's what keeps it all together. That was my experience. So that's when I was like, wow, maybe... Maybe it isn't all just empty and void of meaning. I think we I think there is like an innate foundation by nature. I, I love the word nature because of its meaning. We use the word nature sometimes referring to like the natural world, like the trees, the plants, but that's not what I mean by nature. When I say nature, I mean the nature of something, which is kind of like your essence. Like, oh, wow, the nature of a shark will have a shark eat other fish or something. That's just its nature, right? Like, like lion is by nature. That's right. What it right, right, right. So that's why I call it love is our nature because in my spiritual journey, I uh, that's what I realized. That's what I saw for myself. And, and through just observation uh, of the world, I saw that 
wow, like love is our nature. And you see it in the f- natural world too. You see the, like you see it in the animals, you see it in the plants, yeah. uh, you see it in the cosmos, the way everything just supports each other. And yeah, you could rationalize how that's all by coincidence and it's by science that it works that way. But I think sooner or later you will f- see something else. So then what's the point of any of that? <laughs> the, I guess the point of, of all of that is, you know, the question about why this journey, why this healing, why, why love is our nature, why any of it, I think, yeah, like, I don't think, look, I was lucky. I didn't have a very traumatic experience happen to me, at least that I can remember. I think it's silly how like what I talk about well, when I was four years old was that I gave a paper heart to <laughs> a girl I had the warm and fuzzies for in pre-K. You know, and she came back and she wrinkled it up and she was like, this heart's garbage, right? And she uh, stomped away. And yeah, that was like the defining moment for me where I was like, wow, like yes, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to share my feelings because it's dangerous and it really hurts. And I didn't do for 25 years. And... And and that's what I found really interesting with with Kavisha in the last episode that I, that I recently just published is that she said there's two types of traumas. You know, there's shock trauma, the things that we typically think about when when we hear the word trauma, right? Rape, somebody died in front of you or something like that. Yeah. But then she says there's also developmental trauma, which happens over time. The, and, and, and she said, to explain how like the impact is the same. That could be like a deprivation of love. You know, you wanted somebody to hold you. They didn't hold you. The impact is the same. So, so yeah, I think that's what this whole thing's about. If, if it were just about me, like, yeah, I'd probably just be hanging out with Chris at the beach, tell you to come over, you know, bring some beers. <laughs> We'd have some well, in fun. a way, look, in a way. It isn't. It isn't. I think. I think it is about you, and in, in that you're trying to pursue what's in your heart. And I think you want to. You and you. You listen to your compass by following what's what really number one. I think challenges you, mm-hmm. uh, which is I think what you say. Like I'm a novice at this. Mm-hmm. That's a. That's that's a very. Um, that's a very expert thing to say. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like I, it, it, I've been doing what I, what I do for 20 years and I, and I still feel like I don't know anything. Hmm. Like I don't know anything. Like I feel like I know nothing, Right. but you can ask me about anything and I'll know it, but I don't yeah. know anything, you know? Right. Um, so, so I think that's great that you're, you're, that's the space that you come from. Because I think that ge- that gives you the opportunity to really discover from people what what's there for them, yeah, um, and that you have the courage to follow your intuition and to follow your guide, whatever we're going to call the guide, right? <laughs> and <laughs> so I, I think I honestly I think that you're you're I'm excited. Number one that you you're doing this podcast this is like i just came out of left field for me i was like whoa you're doing a podcast too i thought when you said it it's like one of those things you know people tell you oh i'm gonna do this thing and you're like yeah 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 and they you know and it never happens i know because right. i'm good at that um 
But I was like, oh, like it was published. And I was like, oh, crap. Let me just listen. I'm going to support my friend. It's probably going to be like very like, yeah, whatever. If you haven't, if you're listening to this now, you haven't listened to that first one. Like, incredible. They got me. Like, I was like hooked. I was like, this is good. You know, so I think you're definitely doing what you were. I, I Maybe using the word meant to do is one of those, it's kind of cliche. But I think you're definitely doing what you want to do. Right. You know, and I think a lot of people don't, a lot of people, including me sometimes even, we don't do what we want. We do what we need to do. Yeah. Quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. And then that brings up a whole other aspect of things for me in this conversation too, because, you know, here's where we can have a debate about this, which we won't, I think, for the sake of time. But many people will say, you know, Car- Carolyn Miss, I, I don't know if it's Carolyn Miss or Carolyn Mice, I think it's Miss, she wrote a book called Sacred Contracts, right? And she talks about how. Our soul determines what is the experience that we want to have before we come down to earth. Oh, that thing, yeah. Yeah. Not, not by so, now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was very skeptical about that. But honestly, dude, I don't I don't know. Uh, for me, it still goes either way. I, I'm, I probably would lean more towards it than not at this point, given, given my experience. I think that... You know, I I don't want to sound all altruistic. You know, I said that, oh, yeah, the reason I'm doing my healing journey is so that I can help other people. Like, no, there, there's an aspect of it that is totally all about me. Because the truth is, there was, an, to a certain extent, like, I was unhappy with myself. Even though I had a great life, I had things going for myself. And, and this is where I think people have to be really keen and learn to listen spend some time alone and learn to listen to their inner self. Because for me, my unique expression of that was like, wow, yeah, like this is not it. Like something's missing. And I was unhappy with, with not going there. Right. Like I had said, I would start this podcast like three years ago when this first, this things first started. And that's why after like the ceremony and in December of 2020, that's when I was like, yeah, it's time. It's going to go however it's going to go. Yeah, on episode one, the first thing you hear is, hey, can you hear me? <laughs> Are we live? Because <laughs> you know? I, didn't, I didn't care about perfection anymore. I, I realized there was something that at a very deep level that I think is what people call a soul level. I wanted or my soul wanted that for as long as I was not exploring that or was not experiencing that or going into that direction, I wasn't going to be happy. So yeah, I forgot how, why I got into that, that part of it. But I think the point was that maybe we come into this world with something unique to us that we really want to experience or we really want to create. And up until we're up until we're doing that justice, there's going to be like that poke or that itch or that underlying feeling of dissatisfaction of like, man, there's something missing. What's, what's that poke for you? What's your poke? For me, it was, it, it was, you know, and, I, and it's a big deal for me that, that I'm saying the word was because I'm present to it now that 
it started to shift for me, it was that I was out of touch with the world of emotions and the world of subtleties, you know, that Akashic record reader that I talked about in episode three, like she hit it on the head for me. At first I was skeptical of what she was saying, but then I really got it. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I am so disconnected from my feelings because it's kind of how I did my whole life. You know, my feelings got me into trouble. You know, I, my feelings had me say something to someone which put me out there quite vulnerably oh, yeah. and ended up hurting my feelings. So it led me down this whole path of, okay, I'm not going to show my feelings. Instead, let me actually be smart so that I avoid situations like this. I avoid pain. And sure, I've been very intellectual around and strategic <laughs> around when would I when I would approach somebody to share my feelings. You know, I'd have evidence that she feels the same way first or something. And it was just this very rigid, put together identity that was an armor to keep me safe. And and I was thriving in the material world from there. But none of that made a difference in that underlying feeling, right? That poke. So, yeah. so and now what it was now I am having the experience that I'm at the very least looking in the right direction. And, and I think it happened even sooner than I had expected where I actually have taken a step into that direction, the direction of reconnecting with my emotions, going back to the essence of love which takes me to a, a, a point that I want to emphasize here, right? You know, this whole love is our nature thing. I'm not the teacher. I'm not here in this podcast or in the blog preaching, like, let me tell you how to do life. Let me tell you what love is our nature uh, is all about. So let me, let me show you and teach you. No, I'm its student. That's what really inspired me about this whole message in the blog and the podcast i used to think like wow like who am i to like teach people about love <laughs> you know <laughs> like i can be arrogant i can be a jerk and then that's what inspired me about this this message is like hang on a second if an arrogant jerk like me <laughs> can reconnect with my deep nature of love and come from there if i can do that if I can accomplish it, anybody can. That's what I'm doing here is I'm just sharing my own personal journey and whatever people might be able to take away from it. Great. Yeah. But the lessons are not, the, the, the lessons are not Caesar teaching you, you know, this is simply a platform for the, the lessons and messages that I am coming, come, coming across that come from somewhere else. You know, they've come from, from the plant medicine or from other teachers that I run into that have a lot of wisdom to share. Speaking of that, I wanted, so I want to say something. I want to say that, you know, this has been really fun and there's something that I really, I want to come back mm -hmm. because there's a story <laughs> that I've, I've been wanting you to share. And really, I think your podcast, I think where it really shines is when in, in your storytelling. Um, 
And because just from what you're saying right now about like not being a teacher, you just want to share, you yeah. know, and people can take away. I think in the stories that you, you share. So Caesar has this really great story about um, a ceremony that he did. It was, and he told it to, to, um, to myself and two other people. And it was like mind blowing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been wanting him to share this for a long time. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, and I, I was hoping it was going to be today. <laughs> <laughs> see, see how sneaky, right? My <laughs> rational identity is, right? I yeah. snuck right past like not having to share that. <laughs> so I want to. So I, if I do get to come back, which mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that happen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure that the story gets told because it's such a powerful story. Yeah. Um, and I think the world deserves to hear it. Wow. And yeah, man. If if I if we if if I can relive that story again, yeah. it was, and people can hear it that first time. It would. I. It could write a book out of that. Let's put it that way. Wow. So it's. Yeah, that was a big lesson for me when I when I heard all of that, when I experienced all of that in my last ceremony. Um, I know the I know the one you're referring to. And here's my promise to you is is yes, I will I will share that story in the very near future. And I'm gonna organize some notes. I'm gonna write a blog uh about it. I think you know, writing is one of one of the my expressions that I really appreciate. And I think that'll do it some justice and um and then we can just share it live you all right bro <laughs> well daniel is there anything else that you want to well here's what i do want to say is it, it, if you if you're someone who has struggled with accomplishing your goals around fitness uh, around exercise you know and you're looking for somebody who's going to give you some brotherly love who's going to be that big brother that, that gets you going you know Daniel's your guy. That's why I wanted to to also bring him on here because I've learned so much about the body, and Daniel has to, to me he's become a master at actually taking care of the body. I mean, you're one of the people that has talked to me about things about body that I never even heard of before. So that's my last question for you, Daniel. Is what role has self love played in fitness for you? Oh wow, I I really believe that that is self-love when you and i think that's what makes it last when you really get that you're not trying to fix something you're actually trying to love yourself unconditionally it comes naturally to want to take care of yourself it comes naturally to want to eat right it comes naturally to want to exercise and i think that's the big missing for the majority of the population that i've come in contact with regarding their health. It's always this thing that they're trying to fix, but there's nothing to fix because it's all perfect. Mm. We just, we just get in the way, mm. you know? So my, my, my whole um, mission is to really have people experience that, that self-love, Yeah. you know, now, no matter what they look like, no matter how, how, what condition they're in, like they can literally alter their entire body without having to lift a finger. Just really even just the way they they start seeing themselves will make a massive difference. And I was telling you about that, that I think your whole relationship to yourself 
can actually can completely change your body. And there's a whole there's a whole conversation I can have about that and how that process works. But um, people understanding that their their endeavors that go unfulfilled are that because they're not addressing the real problem. You know, yeah, trying to find solutions to something that isn't broken and it's just really just letting go. Nice. Yeah. So if any of that resonates with you, uh, connect with Daniel. You can find him on Instagram at Dan Hickson, right? That's D-A-N-H-Y-X-S-O-N. You can find his bootcamp program uh, on Instagram also at Empower H-F-N-P uh, on Instagram as well. So um, I'll put those on the um, description. Daniel, my brother, uh, what a joy it was to to have you on here. You know, this episode was a little bit longer than than usual, but it's it's not a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it goes when you and I We're talk. Two and a half hours last night. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Like if we didn't talk enough already. So so yeah. Thank you for being in my life. Thank you for being in my corner. I'm here for you as well, and yes, and, and and I love that. I get to have you in my community and, and yeah, man, thank you for being somebody who's out there having people reconnect with their power and, and just discover what's possible for them and their performance. So any parting words? Nah, I just had fun. Um, can't wait for the next one. I really want to hear that story. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to hold them to that. So he said very soon, but, you know, one of the things that we learned to do is to ask my when. <laughs> uh, before the end of March. <laughs> okay, perfect. So you heard it. You, he said right. it. Right? Got <laughs> to honor it. All right. Will do. All right, everybody. Go to loveisonature.com forward slash podcast. Subscribe to the blog. Subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. If you go on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. That really helps to get this message out there for more people, to have people rediscover the essence of who they are and experience a whole new level of fulfillment, love, and joy. And you get to be a part of my own journey. So thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being a part of my journey. You will contribute to me just by listening and being part of my reality in that way and i get to be a part of yours so thank you and with that have a good night love you all take care that is all folks i hope you enjoyed this episode thank you for being a valued listener if you haven't already remember to subscribe to the podcast in whatever your favorite platform is you can also watch the video version of the episode on the Love Is Our Nature YouTube channel. Check out loveisournature.com as well. That's where you can see our latest news and most recent content. If you enjoyed the episode, leave a review, share it with your friends, or email me. I love hearing what you took away for yourself out of listening. My email is caesar at loveisournature.com. That's C-E-S-A-R or Cesar, like my mother says it, at loveisournature.com altogether. Till next time, I'll be here rooting for you. And remember, whatever the question, love is the answer. Love is our nature.